This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons, in Hattiesburg. Now, home networking can be challenging if you don't know what you're doing. So today, we're going to try to take the mystery out of the madness. We'll discuss all of the common concerns and give you tips to try to create a home network for your personal home. Now, to join this conversation, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Well, good morning, fellas. Good morning. I love when you're both here with me. This has not happened in a while. Usually, we're uh, we're digitally Playing connected. Tag, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I almost forgot what he looked like over there. I mean, is it you really? <laughs> you sure you're, you're not a doppelganger or anything? <laughs> no, you're, not, you're, you're no. the real guy in the okay. flesh. Man, this is awesome. It I know is. two weeks in a row. Oh, I know. Wow. And then um, if you're here, then Wilt is out. Then yeah, exactly. Versus, so <laughs> good to have you both in the studio this morning. Uh, so let's talk about this wonderful vacation that Wilt's had. Oh man! I want to know: well, Was it techie? Did you did you guys do what you said well, you were going to do? Well, we uh, I did not touch a computer, literally in the entire of of last week. So from Friday when I left work until Monday when I walked back in, I did not turn on the computer, with the exception of my phone. Yeah, the phone wasn't getting away too far. Right. And I think the you know uh, where we were at was not very good Wi-Fi, so we did not have internet in the cabin. So whatever the phones could pick up is about what you could get. Now, we did have some drones out there, so Jeremy would have been awesome. proud. I got some drone shots. Wow. Uh, we also saw a Mavic going to the side of the building, and um, it, it's going back to repair. You oh, know? gosh. Uh, yeah, you got to be real careful getting next to those buildings because the wind can be really tricky. Yeah, it, it, I think it threw. we had two drones, and it, yeah. Yeah, one of them went down for the count day one. But, oh, wow. Uh, we got some really, really neat shots. We were right there, you know, like right at Chattanooga, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee kind of come together. We were on the Georgia piece of it, and it, it it was. It was just really relaxing. For those of y'all who don't know, I mean, we, we, me and my wife were brave. We took 11 teenagers, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I don't have any more gray hairs. I didn't pull any of them out. Those boys and girls were, you know, they were wonderful. We discovered something. They are all capable of cooking for themselves, <laughs> and uh, they now know Fantastic. how to do dishes very well. Oh, and, right. you know, so, no, it was, it was a really good time, and we did. We disconnected um Pretty much disconnected, especially for me. Well, you know, it's funny. Yesterday, Dr. Buttress in um, Southern Remedy talked about vacationing and how important uh, taking a vacation is for your mental state. But she was joking and said, uh, I'm not the best person to talk about winding down or not doing work on vacation because she said she just can't sometimes, you know. But I'm so proud of you that you actually relaxed and enjoyed your vacation. Oh, I did. I did. I, I I. I was glad to get there, glad to enjoy it, then, you know, glad to get back, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, today... Uh, hold up, wait. We okay. did, we, uh, <laughs> I have to ask, Uh-oh. because, you know, me and Michelle get up in here and we get talking. He, uh, heard, it. he we, heard it, he heard it. Oh, he you did? It. Okay, all right. So we had a theory about how you might have been fishing. Um, which 45, involved, 9 millimeter or 10 that, millimeter? That's right, yes. Um, <laughs> so is that an effective method, or... Uh, 
Well, I did stay. There were a couple of alligator guards in there. I was staring at them a little <laughs> bit, and I decided I'll, uh, I'll I'll save ammo for any bears that might come along. There you go. That's, wow. Yeah, that's a good idea. We said um, the kids ate the fish that night, and like it's got a little leady, you know. It's <laughs> right. It's got a couple of, a couple of buckshot in it. What's going on with this? It's so. easier to put them in a barrel and then shoot them. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's really my so, preferred method, actually. Yeah, but did you fish though? Uh, did you actually uh, get to fish? Uh, I rem- no. <laughs> I remembered about two hours into the drive over there that I forgot to pack my fishing pole. Oh, okay. yeah, I was I was very tempted to go out and buy another one, and then I was like, you know what? If I forgot it, that means I didn't. You know, I, I just I've spent a lot more time just kind of just hanging out. Okay. And, and but you were going so primitive, you should have been out there catching it with your bare hands. Oh, wow, with the spear. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did actually have a catfish came up and hit one of the boys' foot while because they, they had paddle boards out there. And uh, I think he almost walked on water. Yeah. Almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of freaked him out a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm really almost convinced that he may have, you know, he you may know, have made a few steps on top. I might walk on water if I'm in the water and something touches me, too. I what swear. was that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, a, a catfish, a mosquito, anything with anything. me. <laughs> yeah, I think the funniest thing was my son was sitting out there on the uh, paddle boards one day and we heard this extremely high-pitched scream we come to find out horsefly <laughs> oh, those things oh no Ooh, i don't play vicious. about yeah. no yes Dive. well today guys we are talking about home networking how do you set up a home network what goes into it what equipment do you need um all of the problems that people have with troubleshooting i can't get the wi-fi on this side of the house or uh what's the best wi-fi system to um, use we're going to talk about all these things today but first we're going to talk about this week in tech hey we're all doing our this week in tech dance Sounds very 80s. Ah, you like it? You like it? 1980s tech. Okay, okay. Nintendo, what's the um, Mario Brothers? Okay, I got you. Okay, so who wants to go first? Jump right on in. Okay, well, I've got some bad news for tech, (gasps) No. I've got some bad news for iOS users. That would be all of our iPhone users. Uh, He's hating. No, he's being a hater. He's on a hater. When when you hear this, you might feel like you're being hated. Uh, This is a change to iOS 11.4.1, and it says in the uh, in the notes with the update to improve security for a locked iOS device to communicate with USB accessories, which means to hook it up to your computer or whatever. You must connect an accessory via Lightning connector to the device while unlocked. Or enter your device passcode while connected at least once a week. Now, break that down that for means, us. <laughs> that means if your iPhone gets disabled or something and you don't put the code in it within a week, that you can't even reset it through iTunes. That's what it looks like. Now, maybe the language is a bit marred, but that if that is true, that... That's terrible. I know people lose their phones all the time. We have people that come in that, you know, their their kids misplaced them. Um, you get locked out of them. And if you hold on to it for more than a week, we may not be able to unlock it. You may have to, it looks like you may have to send it back to Apple. Now, see, I'm, 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 I'm hearing that differently because I know, like, right now, mm-hmm. if I plug my phone up to my computer in order to browse into my phone, I have to unlock it or it's not going to allow me to get into it. That's, that's right. But the stipulation here is that you have to unlock it once a week in order to get that USB access. If you don't use your phone within that week, it cuts it off. At hmm. least that's what the language reads. Wow. So, you know, I'm not doing a little techie dance now. That's, that's kind of 
not great. No. Well, that is that's going to happen to the a, a few people are going to have to sit there and see that, and then once that ends up happening, we're going to see uh, that that feature get rolled back. Well, my question is like, okay, so people's phones get stolen all the time, right. and they're locked with a passcode, but it can take months for your phone to come back. So what? After that, you got to send it back to Apple, and then they have to reset it for you. That's that's ridiculous. I'm not happy. I hope this is a bad week in tech, you guys. I'm sorry. Well, guess what? We can we have that one. Let's talk about a good week in tech. The iOS 12 feature, the new iOS 12 feature. Let's talk about that. That it um, it helps. It will locate 911. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be kind of yeah, that's going to be on twelve. They're talking about that they're going to be enhancing. You know, so many people have been quote unquote cutting the cord, mm-hmm. and you know, us for example, at my house, we do not have a regular land based mm-hmm. phone line anymore. We have a digital. You know, it's all we're all digital, but just an enhancement with GPS features within the iPhone that when you dial nine one one, that it can actually send those GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. It can do that now. But it's not they said, robust. I right? Guess you they were say. saying that it's some um, areas where it can't reach you. Meaning the nine one one centers right. don't have all of the capabilities to find or locate the user. So now they're going to upgrade that system. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Jason, our director, and I were talking. If you went over a cliff and you were lost in the woods somewhere or whatever, it's a better locator. Right. Basically, basically mm-hmm. it's really enhancing that particular feature mm-hmm. set, which is which is really needed. I mean, think about it. So many of us have our phones with us at all times. Mm-hmm. So it looks like there's a company that's kind of like a, um, a middleman here mm-hmm. that they're uh, making the iOS communicate with their technology better. Is that Hello. what it is? H- well, it, I think I put it. Uh, Hilo. Hilo. <laughs> no, the, Hello. The Rapid SOS. That's the company okay, that's right. oh, yeah, pioneering yeah, yeah. this. So mm-hmm. I guess they're pairing it with their technology. Which is location. a great thing. Yeah. A great thing to help, you know, save the world. We need more universal platforms, though. So mm-hmm. hopefully this will tie into Android as well, mm-hmm. and it'll become a, a universal thing. Now, here's a good story. Listen to this. Now, you know, I'm getting my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling and going to incorporate that in radio. This was so cool to me. The gaming disorder is officially recognized by the World Health Organization as a mental condition. Let me say that again. Uh, we need breaking news on that one. Gaming disorder is officially recognized by the World Health Organization as a mental condition. Finally. Okay, and what is gaming disorder okay. for those of us who are uninformed? Well, gaming disorder, you have three categories. If it um, if it goes into your daily, it changes your daily life. Mm-hmm. If you uh, stop going to work, uh, if it takes away from you being with your family and friends uh, and you can no longer operate in a normal quote unquote normal capacity. Mm-hmm. If you have three levels of um, things that you kind of categorize with, then they can um, name it this disorder. Okay. Now, let me tell you what's funny. The ICD, which is a classification um, book in our world, they have, they have it in their book. But another uh, entity does not. They have it in as a possible disorder, needs more research. So they're kind of torn. The a mental health world is torn on this one. They Some people say, yes, it's a real disorder. Some people say it needs more research, and they don't think it's, you know, true to form. So I'm, I'm curious here because we're calling it gaming disorder, but that's specifically because it involves playing video games. What if somebody were in their house all day on their computer? Is that... 
technology addiction? This, Where do we draw the line between the two, and how is this different than those are the questions exactly? So those are the questions, and any new disorder. Um, I don't want to bring up that, but there's another disorder that back in the day came out, and they wanted to say hey, something's wrong with you if you think this way, mm-hmm. and they actually had a mental disorder for this type of thought. Right, right. And things come up all the time. People um, think uh, that this is a disorder. This is this this is a disorder, but some people in the um, clinical mental health world don't agree. Mm-hmm. I know that with any addiction, if it takes you away from your family, if you don't go to work, if you can't make money, if you can't survive, then I believe that's an addiction. This is still just making me so curious, though, because I've heard that there's a lot of research into how playing video games actually helps, helps people deal with depressions. And I can tell you, as a gamer myself, I've had weekends and binges where I played gaming games for, you know, days straight. It, mm-hmm. it didn't affect my business necessarily, but it also shouldn't be seen as a disorder because that's just something I like to do. But I understand it's the excessive use of that. Mm-hmm. But again, how is that not roped in with all technology and not just targeting gaming specifically? I mean yeah, you got some people who little... cannot get away from their you know their Snapchat addiction. Yeah. Facebook addiction. <laughs> or, yeah. or or somebody who likes to fish. I mean right. like Gerald <laughs> fishing put that addiction fall down, you're going out there to that lake again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Like I said, this brings up a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. But, you know, they actually did put it in the IC, ICD-9 book. So hmm. that's a step, you know, in the right direction. Just helping people who may feel that um, something is wrong and I can't even get out the house. I can't even go to work, you know. Right on. Well, um, I think right now we can wrap up this week in tech, tech, tech. We need an echo. <laughs> See, Java was supposed to be that there. That was sort of anticlimactic. I know. Yeah. Well, it's time for our first break, but when we return, we'll dive into our topic today, which is home networking. Everything you need to know. If you'd like to join our conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at imp- at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about home network working, tips and tools to help you set up the best system for your home. Now, if you'd like to be a part of this conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call at one 877 MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. Where we're going to go to the phone lines this morning and speak to our great friend. We love him to death. He's a part. Of Basically, we're going to just going to add him to our show and become our uh, third expert. <laughs> Good morning, Alan. <laughs> hey, Michelle, Wilson, Jeremy. How y'all hey. doing? Hi. Wonderful, man. How are you this morning? 
I, I, I'm great. I, now, I, I know my question is probably kind of going to depend on who your Internet service provider is, but uh, I, I run an email list for, for, for blind folks that, that use the that, – that focuses on, on a device that uh, allows people to connect to the Internet and read books on and stuff like that. And, and this topic has, has kind of come up on there, and it, it, it involves whether you should get your – I'm going to call it a modem slash router. I think uh, AT&T, who, who I use, calls it a wireless gateway. Whether you should get that device that allows you to get the signal and then share it among your wireless devices from the ISP and perhaps rent it from them, or whether you're able to buy your own, like maybe from Amazon, and then uh, maybe save yourself a few bucks where you're not paying an ongoing rental fee. As I said, I know I know it probably depends on who you're getting your signals from, and and, and what the options are. But I, I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that in, in terms of do y'all do y'all just purchase your own modem slash routers uh, uh, separately and, and and do it that way, or, or, or do you rent it from your provider and stuff? That's kind of my question. If we have, I think I speak for Wilson and I both, if we have our internet connection running through wires and our walls, like we've got a solid enough connection and we're not on a 4G connection, we are most definitely going to have our own equipment. Uh, the people that are on cellular service are going to have a router that's provided to them by their cellular provider, and it's going to be something that they have to rent regardless. When yeah. you have uh, ATT Comcast, uh, you can put your own equipment in and you can give them back theirs. Yeah, and I think same with the satellite. The, any of, mm-hmm. If anybody out there is using the satellite providers, I think that's actually proprietary toward them. And it's not something you can go pick up at like an Amazon or, or anything else. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Jeremy on that. I, I'm not going to pay that monthly rental fee, mm-hmm. at least me personally. Now, I know that does get attractive to some people if you have a very, you know, maybe just a, a very simple need of going out there if you don't really necessarily want the headache. I mean, there are some positives that maybe would come with that such as you know hey they're responsible for it but you do really almost you know if you have a a friend relative neighbor that can help you to set up one that you bought and save yourself those rental fees i mean it's really it's really gotten simplistic nowadays and also the equipment that you get to replace that is going to be higher power better performance all around a better piece of equipment which is why most of us tech guys replace that because it's it's kind of a weak router especially those um AT&T ones those I can't seem to get those to go very far at all the Comcast ones are actually a little beefier but um overall I like to like to get something and just replace it entirely so uh, so do do you usually use a device that has both the that, that pulls in your modem signal and, and your router capabilities that no. into one, or do you have separate devices? We have separate devices. Uh, and okay. uh, the main reason for that is because the ones that have the cable modem built into it, they also aren't that beefy. We, we want something that's got, you know, four or six antennas on it so we can get some good signal strength. Most of those combo deals don't have those built into them. Yeah, and then yeah. also, like, for me, maybe I just kind of think – Going way back old school, kind of like the old computer stereo, you know, component stereo systems. You know, if my modem goes out, I don't want to have to replace, you know, I don't want to have to throw everything out at once. And I, I like the idea of, you know, because here's the thing even with all this technology now, when you start talking about, you know, especially within our state, I mean, you're going to end up, if you, whether it's cable modem, whether it's ATT or what have you, you know, electrical faults happen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you get lightning strikes in your area. You can pop a modem. Well, if you put all of your eggs into that one particular basket, and this is just my line of thinking. No, I agree. Yeah, you put all your eggs into that one basket. You blow that one piece of equipment, you've blown everything. But if you can have it a little bit more stepped out, a little bit more component-wise, um, you can actually suffer. Maybe you get a little bit of an error here. Maybe now you're out 50 bucks instead of 500 bucks. Yeah. And ex- that's, that's, that's a big difference to me. Exactly. Having those two components just operating separately because the modem will run you somewhere between about a 50 and a hundred bucks, but the router can run you somewhere between 50 and 300 bucks. So right. just depending on what you on, need. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I have replaced a modem that has been shocked oh, yeah. by electricity. The modem always seems to get zapped. The router seems to survive somehow, but the modem always gets nailed, yep. especially in the DSL setups. Like oh, almost Lord, inevitably, yes. it's always the modem that goes out. Well, you got to think too, and then also mm-hmm. if you have cable, a lot of your uh, a lot of your Comcast lines are actually run across telephone poles. And right. I don't know, some of us have probably seen a telephone pole or two, you know, get a transformer blow on it or something. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I mean, it's just it's stuff that happens, and you know, we're pretty. We're uh, we're pretty vulnerable in that regard. Yep. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks Alan, thank for calling in. Yeah. Right. You know, I love the program. Thank so you. Y'all, we, y'all keep up the great work. We enjoy you calling in every week. Yes, thank and you. we love you too, brother. Yeah. Okay, man. Take care. Thanks so much. You're All welcome. Right. All right, we're gonna move on to Joy. Good morning, Joy. Good morning. Thanks for calling the show. You have a question or comment this morning? I have a comment. Since I'm a, been a psych nurse for 25 years. I thought I'd make a little comment about the discussion you all had about addiction. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that we as humans like to put labels on everything, so that's why they want to label that disorder. Mm-hmm. But what happens in our business is that if anything a person is doing, I don't care if it's fishing, video gaming, whatever they're doing, if whatever they're doing in is they're doing it in such a way that it's interfering with their life, their family, or their work, Mm -hmm. then we just call it an addiction. And you know that they will be diagnosed with an addiction, whether it's drugs, alcohol, video games, whatever. Mm -hmm. If it's interfering in their life and making problems for them, then it's just called an addiction. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to put a label on it. But anyway, I also wanted to put in my two cents As a psych nurse, I want to say that we are all so bothered about these children because they, when a child is separated from a parent, that it creates deep scars Mm -hmm. that stay with them for life. So we're just hoping that all of this gets resolved Mm -hmm. and that they resolve the problem. I'm not... I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm just a human being who's a nurse for 25 years and have been dealing with children mm-hmm. that this has happened to. It's very sad. It is. Thank you for your comment, and uh, thank you for listening to the show. And thank you for what you do for people, yes, too. Joy. That's a uh, That is very... Um, admirable, yes. I believe. And also for clarifying that, because that kind of answers my question. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just seen as addiction? Yeah. So even though they're putting a different label on it, it yeah. still really is. And because addiction. the label has to come on it, because when you categorize, getting paid, I have right. to say that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You have to have a diagnosis code. Right. And ha- the code has to be in a book for any doctor to bill it. Hey, so- I learned something today. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, it's got to be codified. It has to be codified. Great word, but yeah, go. codifiable. <laughs> Yep. You have to be able to code it, and so they, uh, someone came in and 
complained about, or oh, my son or my daughter or anybody doesn't go to work anymore, or my husband doesn't interact with the family, he doesn't talk to the kids, he just sits in front of the TV, plays games all day, then that's why they had to code it. And I understand. Thank you again, Joy. Give it a code or just right. call him a jerk. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. We're going to move to Scott. Good morning, Scott. Yeah, I have a question. Every, like, yes, two to three years, maybe three to four years, I sure, after placing my modem, I have Xfinity in my own modem, but I'll wake, wake up one day and it's not working. I'll call them, oh, you need to update your modem. Why is that? Well, just here's the thing. It's kind of, um, if we really think about it, if we kind of, like, relate it back over maybe to a car, you know, we uh, we run our cars you know, maybe a, maybe a few minutes or a few hours every day or something, and over time, different things are going to kind of wear out. Well, think about what that modem is doing on a day-by-day basis. It is constantly on. Um, it's plugged into the wall, receiving electricity, which is generating heat. And quite honestly, just over time, just as I've seen, they just wear out. I mean, components just get a little bit of heat stress and... Um, now you know that's like you know that's just wearing it out, and on top of that, you know they do get updates as well. But it's just like with a lot of things. I mean, you know, um, an older car needs a little bit of maintenance, and sometimes you just got to end up replacing it. And I just I see some electronics really the same way. I mean, what's been your experience, Jeremy? So even though the uh, the cable in the wall never seems to change, the the ability for it to do more uh, with that box does change. So um, you may have – they may have thrown the word Doxis at you. They may have said, oh, you have a Doxis 2.0 modem. We yeah. need to get you a 3.0. That just means it's yeah, capable right. of handling higher speeds. Yeah, I remember that word Doxis. I do remember that word. And, and you got to love how they throw that at you like like they think yeah. you know what it means, but they just want to make themselves feel fluffy. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Scott. Thank you. All right, guys. Since we're talking about modems and routers, let's start there. Someone's trying to set up a home networking system. When we get back from break, we'll talk about the devices and things that are needed to use to set up a home network. Yeah, and we're what talking do these about terms mean? Wires, terms. lots of wires. Yeah, we're talking about modems and routers and what's the difference? What's a modem? What's a router? I just let Comcast come and set it up, and I sit back and hit the remote, and I'll let it go. But, but you know what? Motors and we, routers and wireless, oh, my. Oh, my. You get on the phone with them, and they're like, hey, uh, grab the modem and reset it. You go, the, the what? They didn't tell <laughs> me what it was called they just plugged it in i know we love technology that's why we hire you guys to come to our homes and fix it well it's time for another quick break but when we get back we'll talk more about home networking systems now you can give us a call at 1-877-672-7464 that's 1-877-MPB-RING or you can give us a call and ask any general tech question you're listening to everyday tech only on mpb think radio for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. 
You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about home networking systems, how you can set one up or how you can troubleshoot it or any questions you have about your home networking system, you can give us a call at one 672 7464 That's one eight seven seven mpb ring Or you can always email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, uh, we're going to go to our phone lines in just a minute and speak to Patrick in Jackson. But before the sh- uh, break, we talked about what modems and routers and these terms are really mean because like a person like me I try to you know learn about it and know what's in my house but it's just a lot of boxes and I just get the people to come and do it right it's a lot of different terms well modem is actually if I'm not mistaken isn't that a the basically an acronym or a shortened modulator demodulator that's right yeah let's confuse the heck out of people right up yeah exactly well (laughs) but but the modem is whenever we say a modem what that essentially is is if you go to your wall where your phone line is coming out or your cable line or wherever that's coming from the modem is basically your first piece in your home networking. It's the, it's, I always call people, tell people it's the closest to the wall. Does it look like with the lights on? It can look yeah. like so Put many different things. See. And what that is, is it's taking the signal from your Internet service provider. When you hear us refer to ISP, this Internet mm-hmm. service provider, so your Comcast, your AT&T, your Charter, whoever that may be. And it's taking that signal and it's bringing it in, it's signing you in, it's authenticating, saying that, hey, I have paid for my service, I've paid the bill, and it takes that signal and converts it and then hands it off for your home for your interface. Right. So uh, earlier when Alan called, you actually heard him use three different terms, modem, router, and gateway. They can all be the same thing, but they may not necessarily be. Now, uh, what he was asking us was, do we use two separate devices? Because the modem itself, like Wilt said, is the one that comes from the wall that takes the signal from your Internet provider and can share it with one device. Okay, it's only got one connection on the back of it. Um, If it's just a standalone modem, that's when you take that one connection and you run it to the router, which will allow you to share it with multiple devices. It's usually Hence the one it, yeah, with the it routes it out. On routes. Yeah, it Hence the name router. Right. It's routing, routing it to multiple devices, to your yes. TV, to your gaming console, to your phone, ding, to ding, your laptop. Ding, ding, ding. Lights are coming on there now. You go. You know? yeah. okay. And uh, with the router, it usually has uh, four or five ports on the back of it that you can actually plug your devices into if you want to wire them in. Now, a lot of people are like, well, why wouldn't we just use wireless? Well, in some cases, wired can be faster. It depends on the kind of wires you're using. It depends on the kind of router you have hooked up to it. And that's a good question. When people are thinking about um, setting up home networking systems, Mm -hmm. should you go wireless? Should you go wired? It's a little bit of both these days. There's really no one or the other unless you have a particular need for one versus the other, like, say, maybe security. Uh, Most people... They run a wireless network. It's got a password on it. You know, that network is mostly safe, but technically vulnerable. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I have, I definitely have a, I have way too many connections in my house sometimes. But, yes. Um, I, I have a balance of both of them. And, 
Yeah, it's just really some things, you know, for example, I know my little Roku can actually run wirelessly, but I actually plug a wire into it. Uh, another thing that comes down to wired versus wireless, and this is probably the most common question that I receive from teammates and everything is, well, I can't quite get a good wireless signal in this room of my house. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, you know, it reaches in my bedroom really good, but it doesn't go out to the office. Or, you know, so so distance can can play a, a role in that, too. So that's where you kind of got a little bit of a balance of both. So when uh, you have someone come and install a modem and a router in your house, you need to tell them where you want it because mm -hmm. they're going to just go, hey, there's a wire hanging out of the wall here. Let me just pick this one. Well, if that's not centrally located in your house, you may have signal issues. So you want to try to find the most central location possible. Uh, that's why you can tell the guy, hey, put it in my living room versus put it in the bedroom. Okay. However. Yeah, because it's very much just like just like real estate. Location, location, location. location. Very important. Well, we're going to go back to the phone lines uh, and start in Jackson and speak with Patrick. Good morning, Patrick. Hey, good morning. So I've got some of those spots in my house that have the uh, Wi-Fi does not reach well. And I'm considering using uh, power line converters mm -hmm. that plug into the electrical sockets in my wall and sure. use that to do the network. And I'm wondering if I need to, what I need, uh, how secure is that? If I need to provide any additional security on top of just whatever's on my regular network, it's if people can access that from the outside. Okay, so um, I guess the answer to your question is technically uh, it, it, it could be snooped on, but the likelihood of it happening is slim to none. I mean, they have to connect into your, like, power grid in your house. Okay, we're, t they, we're so, talking... So it would have to be in my actual house. It couldn't be down right, the street or something. Because okay. this, this uses the wires in the wall to send that Ethernet signal through your house. I remember the first time that I heard these things existed, I was like, it does what? Exactly. That is amazing. Well, but and what a lot of people don't really think about, though, is your power, the electricity in your house is a network. It's a wire. Uh, and I, somebody you know, kind of challenged me on that on class one day, and I said, well, let, let's just do a little experiment here. I'll uh, tell you what, next month, don't pay your power bill. And watch them cut your power off without having to come to your house. Uh -huh. It's a network. They can talk across it. Now, uh, now. Um, Patrick, plugging in would definitely, you know, it had a pretty decent amount of security. But just remember, anytime you do anything in extending wireless, wireless does have some security implications. So you would want to make sure you're still keeping, like, passwords and things like that on there and right. making, now, making sure yeah, shadowy yeah. vans aren't sitting out in front of your house either. I'm Yeah, I'm using it, too, because I cannot get wireless signal all throughout the house. So I'm using mm -hmm. it as a now, one other thing you want to think about, Patrick, is how old is your router? Because if it's running even wireless in technology, it is in need of an update. Um, it's, a brand, it's a brand new router. Oh, it's brand new. Okay. All right. Yeah. So as long as it's I, I an mean, AC. I mean, some way the house is built, I think. It's mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would say the power lines would be your best uh, best bet then. Okay, thanks. I was wondering about the security on this. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Next, we're going to move to Memphis. I believe that's Kumar. Good morning. Am I saying your name right? Kumar? You are. All you right. Are. Thank you for having me on your wonderful show. Oh, thank you for listening. Well, I have a quick question. So I rent my Comcast modem for both my voice phone as well as my data. Mm -hmm. And what is an alternative to stop renting but still get my voice and my data 
through Comcast. Okay, so I think you're stuck with the voice. Um, I've never really looked into options for that. I'm not saying that they're not out there, but when it comes to Comcast phone systems, I would probably use whatever they had out there just to avoid conflicts. I really don't know if they'll let you bring your own phone device, like VOIP device. I, I don't think they will, um, but I don't have a lot of experience with that. However, uh, with the modem rental, you can go to Best Buy and get you like a little $50 Motorola surfboard modem, and you can avoid that $10 a month fee that they're hitting you with uh, on your router. But you're also going to have to get a, a wireless device to go along with it um, to share that connection. Sure, sure. Okay, got it. I had, I had not found an alternative to the voice, the voice from Comcast. Uh, in terms of my own equipment, so mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's by design, and it's kind of yeah. kind of similar when it comes to the whole ATT Uverse side of things because they're putting the voice into that as well, along right. with their uh, with their cable. And if you're not really really, you know, they're, they're trying to make it now. Um, on the bright side, I don't have a monthly rental fee on mine, so that hasn't really hurt too bad. Well, see, one of the downsides for the provider letting you bring your own equipment is that they cannot tell you how to repair it. They, they they will not offer you any service at all if you have your own equipment. So if you call them and it's something besides sending a refresh signal to your device or whatever, they're not going to help you. So I, sure. I forgot to mention that. That's one caveat to this whole equipment-owning thing is that it's your equipment. So they'll just... You know, you can replace it, but they're not going to help you troubleshoot it. Yeah, like you know, for for me and Jeremy, for example, I mean, that's not you know, okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, no problem. Um, you know, I've helped my neighbor out quite a few times. It's always good to have a nerd in the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> yeah. Embrace your local nerd. I always yes. say that. I know. have two of them. There you go. And, and like like we said, you know, your IT guys, they like cookies. They, oh they like my. baked goods of all kinds. Oh man, I loved it. You know, my neighbors, my neighbors coffee. figured this one out. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for a cookie. Whenever uh-huh. I first started out, I was a lot smaller. Right. Well, and, come on. Over for a cookie, and you know yeah. you got some work to do, but you're like, oh, those are some good cookies. <laughs> Shoot, my mama would even do the same thing. Right? She's like, oh, you know, I'm cooking such and such, and Granny sent up a pie, and mm-hmm. well, you know, the computer's acting up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, they ma'am. I'm on my in way. After the food, yep. yes, yep. That is hilarious. Well, thank you again, Kumar. Hopefully, they uh, help your issue. If not, you can always email the show, and we can give you some more help. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Let's move to Madison and speak with Rick. Good morning, Rick. Yes. Uh, I have a question about whether you can hook a wireless router to this line into another wireless router that, of course, is hooked into your modem. Yes. Yes, you can do that. Uh, you just need to make sure that when you're running the, uh, the connection that says Internet, you're only running that to one of your routing devices. And you just run the other one through one of the numbered ports. So the modem that you spoke of only has one outbound port. That's correct. And you have to, and you plug your your wireless device into that. Um, and I've used the term access point for a router. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's appropriate. And then you could then plug another access point, another router, into that wireless router because it's got four um, Ethernet or or, or ports in the back. Yes. And so I'd have two sets of signals in my home. Right. Correct. And let's say from router A, you run from port one to the internet port on router B. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So run from the internet, from the modem to the internet port on router A, and then from a numbered port on router A to the internet port on router B. Boom. Great. And then Thank make sure, well. of course, after you've done this to reboot all of your devices. Great. Okay, that's really helpful. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rick. 
You know, it's funny. I'm, I sit back and I listen to you guys talk about A's and B's and uh, C, D, E, F, G's. You have to learn to organize this stuff. If you don't sit down mm-hmm. and kind of write your network out, kind of design it, mm-hmm. you might run into trouble because – it just helps to put labels on all of these things. And when you set up your network, you need to be putting labels on your cables. That way, if you have issues with something, you go, okay, that's the bedroom. I need to go check that one. You're not unplugging everybody else. At the Did same you guys time. hear that? I mean, people that are out there trying to, look, you don't want to go through Comcast or you get like the fire stick or things like that. You're not like going to bring a label maker. Right. You want to know, you want to set up your, it's cheaper, honestly, mm-hmm. I believe, and I've heard you guys say this. To set up your own home networking system. It is, and it's gotten really, really simple. It has, with the exception of the activation part. That part can be kind of like pulling teeth sometimes. It's a lot easier, I think, on Comcast, on cable, than it is sometimes with with HPT. I just recently went through it myself, having to take you know, one of their devices out and put my own in. And mm. it was like six hours of why is this not working guys? Mm. It was, it was tricky. But other than that, the process is pretty easy these days. But I like what you said, make a diagram, <laughs> uh, label everything. Yes. I think labeling is, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, we were talking a little bit when we were off, when we were on break earlier. Uh, and that's one of the things I've really enjoyed, you know, kind of do is, you know, put a label on things because, you know, especially for me from a, from a supporting folks standpoint, I'll label their, you know, label the mother-in-law's, this is the modem. This is the router. And then that way, if I'm on the phone talking to her or something, it's like, okay, this is, you know, unplug the one that's labeled this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> stickers with passwords. I mean, you know, I put, mm-hmm. I like to, I'll put like the password up underneath oh, it yeah. somewhere. Um, yes, and, you know, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in password security and everything else, but, you know, we got, we got to balance that with operability and you got to balance that with, you know, how, how deep is the threat really? Right. So, you know, for example, if, you know, I'll just go ahead and let in a big secret underneath my in-laws modem oh, no, he's is say the a sticker with a password right, on it right. because whenever, because you think I'm going to remember it? Right. And not only that, but the security in this case is the front door, the back door and all the right. locks and hopefully right. the security system and so forth. Yeah. And my father-in-law that'll beat your tail if you and try I, to go in the door. And know? I do the same thing because you never know when you're going to have to go back and service that device. So if you leave it under the modem, that means that whoever it is has to have physical access to your home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically your average neighborhood burglar isn't there for Wi-Fi right. passwords. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're going to take the router itself and then go, oh, okay, all right, there's the password. All right, good. Yeah, oh, but I mean, you know, labeling can be your friend. Make it simple on yourself. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're going to take our final break for the day, but we still have open phone lines. So if you have any questions or comments about the show or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Well, today we've been discussing building a home networking system. Now, we have open phone lines, so there's still time for you to get your questions or comments in. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.com. Org. Well, I hope some of the things we've discussed today have helped you and pointed you in the right direction because I know it can get confusing when it comes to home networking and the things you need, especially with kids. And let's talk about that. What are some of the devices that you use on a home networking system? Well, you got your app, your phones, your iPads, uh, your Fire TVs and uh, Roku's, uh, Roku's and, and I almost Apple call TVs. them Hulu's. Yeah, Apple TVs and all that stuff, and, and those things are are very common now. Um, also, the the TV itself Smart is TVs. being added yeah. to the networks, and um, I've got one of those now myself, and it's it it's a lot different than a Roku or a Chromecast mm-hmm. or whatever. Even though it's got like a Chromecast built into it, it's still just different. And I've just noticed that they're just not as responsive as the little boxes. They're just yeah, they, I, they, I kind of prefer the add on. Yeah, uh, and then of course you know mm-hmm. then you're adding you know of course your security systems or even your you know thermostat. More and more people, I believe, are putting things like cameras and some security items in their house because, well, quite honestly, it's gotten affordable and it's gotten a little bit more simple. I mean, I, I have countless people up at work that you know have shown me that they've actually installed themselves. You know the TV, and they can actually sit there and see, like you know, the the ring, the doorbell, yes. and mm-hmm. and seeing some of these. Um, so you're seeing a lot of that. I mean, just really more and more, the house is connecting. The ring is really easy to set up, and so is the uh, not the Google the the uh, the, Nest the Nest camera. Yeah, the Nest camera is like dead simple to set up. Now, having said that, the Nest camera comes at an extra expense yearly. You have to pay per camera. Per month, mm. so you know yeah, you gotta watch out for some of that. Right. For some of these different smart devices, yes. some of those, but those, you know, you buy it, you own it, but some of them, you buy it, you subscribe, and you keep buying it. Oh. So. And, and, but it works very well. Oh I mean, yeah, the, the video is beautiful, and you get audio, mm-hmm. and you, you can good, even you talk good. to the you, you can talk the to door. the people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that's really neat. And it's know. very safe. And uh, Jason and I were talking yesterday or the day before about uh, having that added security where your daughter is at home by herself mm-hmm. and she can go to her laptop or her phone or the television and see who's at the door without having to actually physically go there. And it's just uh, uh, um, making everyone feel more safe and more secure. I get notifications from my ring mm-hmm. every time a car drives in front of my house. My friend has that. Look, we're at work. Mm-hmm. We were at work and she... I can hear the doorbell on mm-hmm. her phone. Yep, little, little and she wind says, chimes. Oh, the uh, UPS guy just mm-hmm. came to the house, or FedEx, or it's really nice because uh-huh. yesterday my lawn guy he rang my ring, and um, I was sitting at dinner, you know, at lunch. I just finished this, a site call, and he was like, "Hey, man, the the gate's locked," and I was like, "Oh, well, just don't worry about it. I'll, you know." And you could talk to him too. Yeah, now that's cool. It's very neat. Well, we're gonna go back to the phone lines before we have to go, and we're going to New Albany and speak to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. You have a question or comment? Well, I've got a bit to finger box, first generation. Uh, and uh, I put it in originally. Uh, I, I've got a bunch of old hardware, which I like to keep because I'm an old electronics technician who just hates to replace stuff when it can be fixed. Although that's, uh, 
I'm, I'm retired, so he tells you uh, how uh, how old my ideas are. But uh, anyway, um, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on these bit defender boxes, so, more or less to protect the quote Internet of Things devices in my house, which now include uh, Arlo TV, Arlo TV video cameras, and. Uh, couple TVs, smart TVs, and Xbox, and so uh, that I'm not. Sort of thing. I, 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 we're we're kind of trying to figure out what this is over here. This Bit Defender box. So you're ah, saying it's. I, I knew I was going to do that to you guys. It's a component that defends your individual components. I mean, your individual devices in your house. What it is is it is the first generation. I got it on the sale. Uh, it's a it's a hundred uh, gigabits per second. You know. Uh, I guess it's the proper speed. Uh-huh. I don't big gigabytes as opposed to a one gig. Uh, anyway, uh, what it is is it's, it's a wireless and a uh, I wouldn't call it a router because there's only one uh, Ethernet connection on the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you plug it in, and it's supposed to be uh, it, it does all the uh, virus checking via hardware, a small processor. Yeah, so it sounds like it's a, a sophisticated hardware firewall for your home. Um, corporate networks have things like these. They're usually called uh, barracudas and things like that. They they filter traffic, so it just it filters traffic and protects your devices on your home network. All right. Well, um, Gary, thank you for calling in. We're going to try to get this last call in from Pasagula. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. Good morning, Brenda. Are you with us? I will have forgotten it. (laughs) Okay. I'll try. All right. What's your question this morning? Oh, um, actually, it might be off topic, but I'm wondering if you guys can clear up the uh, cutting off your cable, getting an antenna with a decent uh, coverage area. Um, What are your thoughts on that? This is a topic that we have uh, covered a number of times. Um, as far as TV signals goes, uh, there is a website that you can visit uh, that will uh, assist you uh, in finding uh, where to get the best signal and what type of uh, hardware you need to use. But we will have to cut it short here. We are running out of time. Please send us an email at everydaytech at mpbonline.org, and we will send you instructions on how to get to that website. We apologize for the brevity. (laughs) Well, thank you for calling in, Brenda and Gary. Um, We want to thank everyone for joining us today. And if you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator today, and our phone screener was Lori Thompson. For Wilts Contreras and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next Next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.